What's up, guys? Combat Addict here. Oh, gosh. I just hiccuped and burped all at the same time. And it didn't feel good. It, it felt bad. It felt bad. Um, real quick before I start this video, uh, I just want to say, never, ever buy a Blue Snowball mic. Just don't do it. Just don't. They fucking suck. Uh, I had a blue snowball mic, and uh, I'm sorry that the the quality on this video is such ass. But I bought a blue snowball mic, and all of a sudden one day it just like had static in the background for no reason. Just all of a sudden it just had static in the background. No reason. Doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, you got and uh, the the mic for for the webcam is also got this weird like staticky thing that it's doing. So I don't know what the fu I don't know how to deal with that either. So I uh, I can't even use like the webcam's mic at this point. I've got to use this one. So yeah, I that I mean that's. At the very least, at least the quality of the video, like, it doesn't look like shit anymore. You know, you can actually see my fucking face. Which is ideal, but I, I'm realizing that at this point, like, I need I need to get a mic because this, this mic isn't going to cut it, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear me speak into this for an hour straight. Uh, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to work on that, I suppose, and try and figure that out. I don't know, man. It's, uh, odd, to say the least. It's just odd that, uh, just all of a sudden, like, just, just acting weird. Just weird shit. Just randomly. Just randomly shit will just act up. It's very odd. Anyways, we're not talking about that today. Uh, today, we are talking about, uh... Well, the first thing that we're going to talk about is Chris D'Elia. And uh, for those of you who don't know what's going on with Chris D'Elia, essentially people are accusing him of grooming uh, underage girls and then uh, having sexual relations with them or attempting to have sexual relations with them. And that is sexual misconduct. So, everyone's really mad about it. And, um, there are so many accusations that it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unlikely that he didn't do this stuff. I'm not even going to lie. It's, it's pretty unlikely that anybody could argue that Chris D'Elia didn't, didn't do all the shit that they're saying he did. Which makes me kind of sad, because, I mean... I like Chris D'Elia, you know, I like Chris D'Elia a lot, uh, and, uh, for him to be accused of using his, his, his status as, like, a celebrity to, to groom women is, uh, kind of disheartening. I thought we were past all this in the sense that, I mean, I thought that once the Me Too movement started that, uh, all the scumbags were kind of weeded out, uh, hopefully, but apparently... Some of the scumbags thought that they got away with it, and, uh, they didn't. 
What's interesting is that Chris D'Elia plays a famous individual on a TV show called You, where he seduces or tries to manipulate and, and, and what's the word, roofie, essentially, an underage girl. So it's it's really odd that he plays this character and then he is accused of and, and essentially, I mean, not proved to have done, but at this point, it's like really hard for you to even deny it with all these people who are coming out and saying that he did it, uh, that he actually did do that in real life, like attempt to have sex with underage girls. Uh, and we got, man, it's, it's crazy what we got, uh, what we got going on here. Um, there are girls coming out all over the place. Um, this girl named Simone, and I believe you should be able to see this now, said, I can't believe Netflix's cast Chris D'Elia as the pedophile in, uh, in season two, obviously she missed the W there, of you, like it, like the literal irony. It's ironic, because he actually is this person in real life, but he's acting to be them in this TV show. And uh, so then you can see here that from July 11th, 2014, Simone Rossi is speaking with uh, Chris D'Elia. And uh, send me a pic, uh, and she goes, you know, I'll send you a panda bear or whatever. And, uh, you know, he says, ha ha ha, the fucking panda, you dick. Sent from the iPhone. That's not even important. I just read that because my brain decided to. And, you know, she's just talking or whatever. Um, and she says, imagine getting owned by a 16-year-old. So she's claiming that she was 16 at the time that um, this, this messaging happened. Now, at, at the very least, it happened in 2014. Now, I don't know if we could verify that this is Chris D'Elia. Uh, I've got no idea if it's possible for us to be able to verify something like that based on this. Uh, because, truthfully, there's no profile picture. And that's just odd to me. Like, I imagine that Chris D'Elia, the celebrity in 2014, would at the very least have a profile picture, but I don't know if it's because it's an old message and maybe Chris D'Elia is no longer on the social media platform or something that, um, you know, there's no, there's no picture. But you know what I'm realizing? I think that this is, um, is this iMessage? Sorry guys, I, I, I think that was a stupid point, because if this is iMessage, I think you have to add the picture in there if it's on your phone. Found in AOL sent mailbox. I don't know anything about iPhone, so I have no idea what, what messaging service this is. So disregard that point because it may not be true. But in any case, I'm thinking that there's probably got to be some truth to what this, this girl is saying. And as you guys can see, there's this Vulture article here. I'll put the link in the description where they just list all of the accounts uh, with the girls accusing Chris D'Elia of being a scumbag essentially. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff here. Um, 
This girl says, although I've been publicly saying it for years, fuck Chris D'Elia. He solicited nudes off me when I was 17 years old. Um, which is pretty, pretty fucking wild. This girl accuses him of fucking her friend when they were 16. But then there's, there's like stuff like this. And, um, look, I, I think that Chris D'Elia more likely than not has done some of this. I mean, for him to have done none of it. It just seems strange that everyone would be jumping on this wagon if he had done none of it. But, um... There's stuff like this, though, where it's like a Chris D'Elia story. Keep me anonymous if you share. We're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna say right now, if you wanna stay anonymous, and you wanna report something, I respect your decision to do that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with you for making that decision. But it also brings to mind questions and doubts that we'll talk about. So, um, so I was interviewing some IG influencers for a story I was working on a couple years ago. One girl was 17 and literally had 17 in her bio. She was probably too young and, ev and even, uh, even to be interviewing with me, but she was one of the people who answered my DMs. Anyway, we did a phone interview and she told me kind of out of nowhere that Chris D'Elia had slid into her DMs before being hella flirty and sexual, like trying to meet up with her even though she r literally had 17 in her bio. I think she stopped talking to him because she found out uh, he had a he had a live in girlfriend girlfriend. So anyways, now that if that's true, okay, that's pretty fucked up. Okay, can we all agree that if that is true, that's really fucked. The problem is like, let me get this right. So you just, you just, you're just a, some anonymous person claiming that something happened involving Chris D'Elia, something that you heard about secondhand from some other person who you have, you don't know them, and you just, you just take it like, yeah, no, that's, that's the truth. So first off, we have to believe that the thing that you heard is true. But not only that, but that the thing you're telling us that you heard is true. And that you didn't, that, and that you're not just a troll who, who completely fabricated that just because there's a lot of drama right now and you get a kick out of uh, being in on the drama. Like I said, there's probably, there's too many people who have come forward at this point from what I can see for us to be like, okay, well, nothing happened. But... For you to be anonymous and assert this, like, you have to recognize that your anonymity almost makes it so that, like, like, it's almost like, like, there's a, there's a level, like, I question the, val the validity of, of anything that you're saying, because it's like, you could be anybody, you could be somebody who fucking hates Chris D'Elia, you could be Chris D'Elia's ex-girlfriend or some shit, like, you could be literally any person. If you're going to be anonymous. The people who have, like, their actual face and their name beside these stories about Chris D'Elia, you know, and, and claims about their age and, and messages from years ago that you could, like, calculate, like, okay, well, when she received this message, she was 16. That's, like, hard evidence. That's, like, hard facts. If you can prove that the account she's messaging belonged to Chris D'Elia, that's, like, a nail in the coffin. 
this other stuff, it's like supplementary, but it's almost like after a certain point, you, you, you almost kind of have to take all of it with a grain of salt because trolls exist, man. Like there are people out there who just want to create fuckery and drama. So, I, I understand why girls don't want to, um, or just anybody, I understand why they don't want to put their name out there, but uh, sometimes you got to. But this girl right here, Abby Grids, uh, Grills, said, already y'all, I went back to my 2011 Facebook Messenger and found some DMs from Chris D'Elia when I was 17. I think this is the one that I would I wanted to talk about. All right. This one, this one, I don't know how I felt about this. So, she goes, uh, first off, this is weird to me, because you can clearly see that this is the top of the conversation. This is the top of the conversation. And for some reason, it starts with, I, I don't know, I, I just think that this is just weird. I'm not, I'm not saying one thing or the other, but can we all just collectively agree that it's odd that randomly Chris D'Elia goes, Hi, yeah, I'm in Golden, Colorado. I did a show. Where are you? That sounds like we're halfway into a conversation. I don't know if they were texting before and then switched to Messenger or what the fuck like went on, but for some reason, Chris D'Elia in in 2010 just messaged this girl randomly out of nowhere that and I don't know if this person is unavailable on messenger translates to uh, Chris D'Elia got rid of his Facebook because if so that would explain why there's no profile picture here but this is what I was saying I was like why is there no profile picture like what is going on there I imagine that Chris D'Elia just got rid of his Facebook that's what I imagine happened here. But I'm thinking that it would make sense that, because I, I, I doubt that somebody just set this up, that in 2010 somebody set up a scandal and Chris D'Elia is the one that, you know what I mean? I assume that this is actually Chris D'Elia and he was actually speaking with this girl. And he said, hi, yeah, I'm in uh, Golden, Colorado. I did a show, where are you? And she's just like, oh, damn, yeah, I, w I would have liked to go there, but I'm, you know, over here or whatever. It's like 30 minutes from some other place. And he goes, yeah, what are you doing? And she goes, uh, what do you mean, like now? And he goes, yep. And she's like, just chilling. And she asked him about Colorado. He goes, it's all right, I'm bored. How old are you anyways? And she goes, you know, I'm 17. Okay, now he goes, ah, too young. I'm leaving tomorrow. Right? And she's like, yeah, okay, how old are you? He goes, 30. She's like, yeah, you're a little bit too old for me. Right? you should let me know the next time you have a show here. He goes, okay, for sure. Now, everybody, this was April, right? Which is the fourth month, right? April of 2010. Then in February of 2011, he says hi. Okay, here's the thing. This right here while it may be proof, and, and I'm not saying that Chris D'Elia is exonerated of the fuckery that he is charged with, okay? 
don't get me wrong. He needs to be held accountable for the things that he did do, that we, that we can find out and prove that he did. I have a feeling we're going to find out that he did have sex with underage women, okay? But this right here, unfortunately, technically is not, this isn't anything. This is like, and this is the thing, it's like Chris D'Elia being creepy and persistent to me when I was 17. I don't know how creepy and... Okay, first off, creepy, yeah. You can say it's creepy that a 30-year-old is talking to you. He didn't even know you were 17. And once he found out you were 17, the conversation sort of ended, right? That's not being persistent. Creepy, maybe. I mean, if you're 30, you probably shouldn't be talking to somebody who you're like, I don't know, 13 years older than. Even though my grandparents are like 16 years apart. I don't know what point... I'm just saying, Okay point is, if somebody is just into, like, 18-year-olds, let's say they're just into 18-year-olds, which isn't crazy, because we've all been on Pornhub, and we've all seen the, the, the video where it's like, hot teen or 18-year-old gets whatever, you know what I mean? There's clearly a market for that. Clearly there are people, and it's not ridiculous to think that this would be the case, who are into younger women. If that's the case, and theoretically, if Chris D'Elia never actually had sex with anybody who's under 18, but only tried to talk to, like, younger women, and then when he found out they were only 18, like, backed off, then technically you could say he's being creepy, but not really in the sense that that's just sort of his sexual preference, young women who are legal, hopefully. I doubt that it is just young women who are legal, though. But my point is that this girl, Abby Grills, for her to come out and be like, yeah, this is him being persistent and creepy. How many messages did he send you? Like, let's just be real. Okay, let's say, like, the first... Let's say the first two messages are not persistent and creepy. Okay? So one, two, three, four, five. He sent you five messages, and you clearly wanted to talk in the sense that you're, like, actually providing proper dialogue and you're asking him questions. And then he said hi in February of 2011, but we don't get to see any of that. I don't understand what about this is persistent. I think that, like, people are just taking... And here's the thing. I'm not saying that Chris D'Elia doesn't deserve to be held accountable... For, the, for anything that he might have done. We don't know. Nothing's been proved yet. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, it's stuff like this that makes me think, like, it's hard. Like, it's stuff like this that makes me think some of these anonymous submissions, not all of them, but some of these anonymous submissions could just be fabricated or just attention-seeking. Because in my personal opinion, this post is almost unnecessary in that he found out you were 17, he backed off, and then he tried to talk to you again, yes, a year later, when you were 18, hopefully. All that means is that Chris D'Elia is interested in young women. That's all that means, man. For real, that's all that means. And it's like, man, 
if 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 you're like and I'm not saying that he didn't do anything wrong once again but what I'm saying is to even post this it's like if you're posting it because you'd like it to be proof that he talks to young girls okay then maybe that makes sense maybe it makes sense to post this but if you're posting this because you think that this makes him look I don't know like like it, okay basically my point is absent all this other stuff would you post this and it, like, if the answer is yes, my question would be why? Because truly, like, all we know about Chris D'Elia from this is that he likes younger women and that he'll, he'll ask how old they are, and when he finds out how old they are, he'll fuck off. So posts like this, I don't think are super, super damning. But it's the ones like, like this one at the, at the, big, at the top, this one here from Simone, those ones are super damning. Posts like that are super damning. Super damning. Posts like, um, like, you know, for example, like this one right here. This one right here, once again, it's anonymous. So, like, okay, just imagine, okay, for a second, just imagine that this is just somebody feeding the fire. Please keep it on right off the bat, the person doesn't, like, we don't know who this guy person is, or whatever. Chris Delia messaged me in 2013, flirty DMs, where are these DMs? And tried to coax me and uh, coax me to hanging out, calling me a total babe at 16. First off, quote, total babe? Okay, either you can remember this conversation from 2013 that you don't have anymore, saved anywhere, or you have the conversation. If it's the second one, you need to give us these screenshots, even if you want to blur out, like, your, 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 um, your picture or whatever. Because this is just, this is just text, man. It's just text. And keep in mind, everybody, can we all just, like, like, keep in mind, it is possible, it is possible that even if Chris D'Elia did mess with Simone, for example, because I don't know how, I don't know how, Unless you could prove that the account wasn't actually his, Chris D'Elia could find a way around that. A lot of these could just not be true. Um, which is unfortunate. But I guess my point is uh, is is less about uh, Chris D'Elia and whether or not he's guilty, because I think that they're going to find that he's probably guilty, more likely than not. But that stuff like this is particularly interesting. So keep me anonymous, but Chris D'Elia did a similar thing to me. I was 19, so not underage, but he messaged me on Twitter asking if I'd talk to him more privately and personally, and then offered to fly me to L.A. so we could hook up. I never answered him after that, but it was weird. I had tweeted to him quoting his jokes, and that's how he replied. Why? And, the, and you know what the thing about this that's crazy to me? Is that the tweet, what the, the picture's tweet is... But the text is two more, 116, which is pretty fucked up if it's true, 119, once again, who knows if it's true, all teenagers. Wait, what the fuck? Okay, guys, can I just say that there's nothing wrong with wanting to fuck a 19-year-old? Th there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, literally. If you're 56 and you want to fuck a 19-year-old, you're probably normal because... Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but 19-year-olds are fucking hot. After a point, like, you develop, 
So if you've got a 19-year-old and they have fully gone through puberty, maybe I'm just 23 and that's why I feel this way, but I just imagine that a fully, like, grown woman at 19 is attractive. And if it isn't clear to you, once again, from all of the pornography that exists, that we're all attracted to young, fit bodies, then I don't understand why it matters that there isn't a 2-0 there instead of a 1-9. Oh, still a teenager, but they're legal, so shut the fuck up. Like, in my personal opinion, once somebody turns 18, look, man, if you want to go as an 18-year-old and fuck a 75-year-old man for, you know, whatever reason, I don't know, maybe they're your sugar daddy or not, I don't fucking know, maybe you just really love them, okay? That's your business. You're 18. You know what I'm saying? You do what you want with your genitalia. That doesn't bother me. But for somebody to be like, oh, you know, it's legal, but still a teenager, so this is this is weird. Fuck Crystalia. That does that's stupid. That's stupid to me. That doesn't make any sense. Um And here's the thing. Crystalia offers to fly this girl out to LA so they can like, I don't know, smash or whatever, right? Is that... Okay, first off, even if you want to say that's weird, can we all agree that technically there's nothing wrong with that? Like, he didn't say, if you come out to L.A. and fuck me, I'll give you tickets to my show. That would be bad. That would be using your 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 status, your stature, to, to, to solicit sex from somebody and sort of kind of exploit them in that way you know what i mean if he said if you don't come out here and have sex with me then you'll never make it in hollywood that would be bad but for him to just be like hey uh i'm a pretty rich guy i like you i don't know if you like me but i'll fly you out here it may not be wise in that chris why would you spend all of that money just to see some girl halfway across the country. You've got millions of women in the city around you. Um, but it's not wrong. Like, there's there's nothing about that that's, like, objectively amoral. Like, unless you want to say that him even offering to fly her out to California is a form of bribery. But that's bullshit, too, because here's the thing. It's like, if he flies her out to California, and then when she's in California, she decides, I don't want to have sex with you, then that's fine. Like, consent doesn't happen before she gets to California. It happens when they're in the same room together. And if she wants to say right off the bat, like, hey, if you want to fly me out to California to meet you, that's cool. I just want you to know we're not having sex. And he still does it. Is it wrong then? I don't understand. Like, th that to me, that to me is sort of ridiculous that they even included this one. This one's kind of like a non-issue. Like, now you're just beating, you're not even beating a dead horse. You're beating the horse in the next stable over. It's got nothing to do with the issue. Because not only are you 19, you're a grown-up, okay? You're a goddamn grown-up, okay? But, um, he didn't hold anything over you. He just offered you something, and you didn't want it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and again, we don't know if this this story is one of the stories that is actually true, 
but we do know that it is one of the accusations that has been put uh, put up against him. In any case, man, uh, what's going on with Chris D'Elia right now is pretty wild, and um, it makes me feel sad because I actually really like Chris D'Elia a lot. But uh, what are you gonna do, man? Um, everybody gets power, and uh, or not everybody gets power, but when people get power, it seems like most of them don't know how to handle it. Uh, my friend described it. She was here today as um, just when you've got so when you've got everything, you want something that you can't have. So you decide that you're gonna try to go after underage girls, pull a Jeffrey Epstein or something like that, you know? And I think about this sometimes, like, if that's true, this is like a real thing that I think about. Do you think that there are billionaires out there who have so much money that they've paid to have, like, illegal exper experiences? Like, do you think that they're, and this is really dark, but I'm sorry, this is something that I think about, and the whole point of this podcast is just to, just, just to get it out, okay? Do you think that there is some billionaire out there who paid money to do what they did in, like, The Purge, like, like, have a, a human trafficked in so they can, they can do awful things to them, you know, like, like they, they really want to know what it's like to kill a human being or something, or like torture somebody, and they just go to the Cayman Islands where all of their bank accounts are and just do fucked up shit, because it's got, because here's the thing, man, there are so many depraved people out there in the world, you're telling me that none of them have enough money to do that? Man, the difference between, like, Ted Bundy and one of these other people, if they exist, is probably that Ted Bundy doesn't have enough money to cover his tracks properly. Man, that could be a real thing. Like, there could be actually, like, a, like a millionaire out there or a billionaire out there who just, just in their free time, just, just murks people. That's nuts, man. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's real, man. I don't know if that uh, actually exists, but we do know that all kinds of fuckery goes on at the highest levels of of, uh, of wealth. We know that HSBC launder drug money. That's a fact. That's a f We all know it. And they're still open. <laughs> they're still open. Only one guy took... I think there was one guy who took the fall. Everybody else stayed in business. Everybody else kept their jobs. So it's like if they're going to do stuff like that, you really think that they're not going to try some of the other prohibited shit? I mean, you go to a third world country, you, you find some poor individual without a postal code, you snatch him up and that's it. I don't know, they got eaten by a tiger in the in the jungle. I don't know what happened to, uh, to, uh, 
man deep. He just he just uh just went out into the forest one day and just never came back. Makes me wonder how are you supposed to deal with power? How are you supposed to What do you have to do to keep yourself grounded? Because I imagine it's something like accepting the fact that you're not important or special and making a point to consider other people before yourself always. I feel like that's the best way you could keep yourself grounded in that because you're always so concerned about other people and if they're okay and if they're having a good time and what you can do for them that it that it becomes sort of impossible for you to do something like that awful irrespective of how much money you have or how much fame or how much notoriety you have that or I ensuring that you keep the people who who are in the early stages of your life or your journey around making sure that you don't all of a sudden get a bunch of rich friends and then you never just go hang out with uh with your with your friend at Tim Hortons ever again you know cuz i can see how like really quickly if you ever if you ever came into that much that much uh wealth how your social circle would change and it would tempt you to um it would probably tempt you to change the way you dress the way you act the way you talk and if you're around people who who are pressuring you to do that all the time and you never go back to not your roots but I guess you know the people who were with you at the bottom then it's kind of like you lose touch with that you know I don't know man I don't know. I don't know. People like Joe Rogan, they're very grounded. I can see that they're grounded. Sometimes when Joe says things on podcasts, I kind of think, ah, oh, come on, Joe. That was kind of a dick thing to say. That, that was kind of a dick move. You're kind of being an asshole there. Joe, you're just being combative for no reason. You know? And I, and I, and I wonder if that's because he's, uh, he's become so good at conversation and uh speaking with people and just being being right about certain things that he 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 can kind of be short sometimes most of the time though he's great he's Joe Rogan right but he seems really grounded i mean for somebody who's got man Joe Rogan literally man he's like uh, jesus that guy is so successful it's stupid that guy is so successful, it's it's like he has almost everything that a person would want in that he has like three different outlets that he's known for. 
He's got a podcast. He's an he's he's literally like the most like important, well-known, renowned MMA commentator of all time. And um he's also a comedian. I mean, that's And, and the entire time, the entire time, he was just being himself. That And that is why I think that he has stayed so grounded in, in part as well. Because all of his success essentially hasn't come from anything that he had to do extra, 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 extra... In addition to his personality, like everything that he did was just what he loved. And he became successful at those things that he loved. And I, I guess that sort of allowed him to stay grounded. Because it's it's totally different if you become successful for, I don't know, something that isn't integral to your personality. Marsh, like, Joe is a martial artist. Joe is a comedian. You know, Joe, Joe, I mean... Uh, commentating, I guess, comes with being a uh, martial artist in a sense. But it's different when somebody's like, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a, wh- what's, the, what's, what's, the, what's the thing? Like a stock analyst, like a, like a, tra- like a trader or something like that. I am this. Like, or this is my occupation. That's what I'm trying to say. Joe doesn't have an occupation. Joe has, like, a lifestyle. That he turned into his his his, his uh, mode of living. And that's probably one of the reasons that he's so successful at, at just keeping his shit together. You know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Anyways, what else are we? What else are we uh, on about today, guys? What else are we on about today? Uh, something that I... I mean, just a real quick point. Real quick. I have never understood... Anti-Semitism. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And I'm sure all of you are sitting here like, Okay, well, obviously... Obviously, I don't understand it either, unless you're a Nazi, in which case, I mean, you can fuck off. <laughs> you don't need to keep listening to this. Uh, but I'm I'm a black guy, so I don't know why you'd be listening to this. Anyways. But I mean, like, anti-Semitism especially has always been strange to me. Like, even though... There is no justification for any form of prejudice or racism, really, right? When somebody in the Aryan Brotherhood points to a, an Asian man or, a, or, a, or a, a black man and says, you know, we are superior to you, we are better than you, or you're, you know, we don't trust you, or you're just a bunch of criminals or, or cheats or whatever... At the very least, you can look at them and you can say, okay, well, the reason you're saying that is because there are these physical differences that your stupid monkey brain is interpreting 
as a as a variation in species when really it's just a variation in the same species and you've been filled with rhetoric and bullshit that that sort of solidifies whatever your stupid monkey brain is thinking right so you can almost like even though it's obviously fucking stupid and, and bullshit and completely unjustified you get you you get what 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 the thinking is it's flawed but you know what it is you know what they're thinking right with anti-Semitism, it doesn't make sense. It's never been like that. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And I honestly, I'm going to be... Okay, th this is what I understand from anti This is what I understand. I think that they say something like, Well, because the Jews killed Jesus, that is why we feel the way we do about Jewish people. What the fuck? <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. I, I have never understood this. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because, okay, first off, if you feel that way because you're a Christian, you're a, you're a red-hot-blooded Christian, or whatever, I don't know, you're a fucking Aryan piece of scum. I don't fucking know, okay? Don't you... Isn't that counterintuitive to the beliefs of Jesus who they who you like who they killed? I don't I don't think that when Jesus died, he was like, yeah, you know, fuck the Jews for killing me. I think he was more like I'm actually one of the Jews. <laughs> I'm actually one of them. Of all of the people that God decided to Im I implant me in, he chose the Jewish people. <laughs> oh, by the way, they're chosen. In case you didn't read the Old Testament, they're a chosen people. Just in case you didn't fucking pick up on that crucial part of this book of bullshit. That's, 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 that's a part of it. Right? And I and, and and he had to die, you know. This is the Christian belief that he had to die in order to cleanse sins or whatever, right? So somebody had to do it. Like, <laughs> it's not like it's not like if it wasn't for the Jews, it wouldn't have happened. You fucking idiot! Like, if you know anything about the the book, the idea is that, and the only reason that I fucking know this is because I was raised in a, a fundamentalist Christian family, is that. That he had to die because he's the only person that could live righteously enough that he could be a sacrifice similar to a lamb for everybody's sins. That's the idea. So it had to happen. Like, <laughs> and I guess your argument is like, well, you know, if it wasn't for the Jews, it wouldn't have happened the way it did. I don't think that that lines up with uh, the narrative of Satan wanting, you know, Jesus to suffer and be in pain and all and being that the earth is his domain and all that shit so my point basically is that the fact that you feel that way makes no sense because it's like well it had like there's no other way like he wouldn't even be your messiah if it wasn't for that thing that happened that you're mad at the Jews about not only that it's like 
What the fuck? Like, so, let me get this right. So, because somebody's ancestors did something years ago that spawned the religion that you're a huge fan of now, you hate their descent? You hate them because of their ancestors? That's 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 the rationality there? That's... Why? Like, they had nothing to do with that. And they, and here's the thing. It's like, that's weird to me. Because, okay, that's like me as a black man. Like, I, I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm just like, you know what? I'm sick. I'm sick of all these white people because their ancestors, right, were responsible for, for, for whippings and awful shit that happened to my ancestors. So, you know what? Fuck all white people now. What? That doesn't make any sense. If I said that to anybody, they'd just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That logic doesn't hold up anywhere else. Like, literally nowhere else does that logic hold up. But for some reason, with anti-Semitism, and the thing about it that it, it doesn't... The reason that it confuses me is because I'm like, apparently it's actually much more prevalent than than you would think. I was listening to somebody who was uh, Jewish speaking about how whenever there's, uh, like, you know, instability in society, anti-Semitism uh, anti skyrockets. And I don't know if that's true, but if it is true, that's particularly odd. It's like, why, why would society automatically blame the Jewish people. It just... It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, like, I understand to a degree why a racist thinks that they are different from somebody who's a different skin color in them in the sense that they just... Their brain... Their brain is just trying to rationalize differences. But Jewish people just look like regular-ass people. If someone doesn't even tell you you're Jewish, they're Jewish, you don't even know. So it's like this weird, like, like mental acrobat that you have to do, like this extra step that you would have to do in order to make sense of this, like, irrational prejudice. And it's just never made any sense to me. Ever. It's always just, I've always just been very, very confused by anti-Semitism. And if you're Jewish and you're watching this, I want you to know that I love you and that I hope that that doesn't happen again. I hope that there's no resurgence of anti-Semitism because of instability in society. I just... I don't understand it, man. Makes no sense to me. Anyways... Speaking of humans and how we're all the same. You know what I find interesting? There's something about knowing that a human being has the same feelings that I do about things that makes me, like, uncomfortable. Like, when I... When I see that a human being 
feels like intimacy toward me, maybe the same way that I feel it towards them. I almost feel naked. I almost feel like, oh, what the fuck? Like, wh like what is going on? Like, <laughs> it makes me uneasy, you know? Or if someone explains to me, like, the feeling of, 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 of extreme rage and anger that they have, you know? Someone explains to me that they had a fit of rage that amounted to, 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 you know, somebody getting hurt or injured, you know? And realizing while looking into their eyes that they're capable of doing that. Immediately, like, my body, there's like a physical reaction that goes on. This is with, like, all kinds of urges, man. All kinds of human feelings that we have, including sexual ones. When I realize that there are people who want sex in the way that you think about sex, and that there is somebody out there who's going to look at you and want that, it like it like freaks me out for a second. I'm like weirded out. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that's really, holy shit. Like, we're really just animals. And I don't know if anybody feels this way. I wonder if I need, like, therapy or counseling or something like that. I mean, maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need, maybe I need to go to a doctor or a therapist and, and figure out why that kind of connection on, 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 a, on a species level just weirds me out or freaks me out. But it does. That was just something I wanted to say. I, I don't have anything else to, more to say about that. I just just thought about that. And the last thing I was going to talk about, which is really, really quite simple, is um, I want you to go out. I want all of you to just go out and just pick pick a direction. Pick a direction that you know you can go straight in that you've never gone before for a while. I'm talking like pick a direction where you can just go straight for at least, and you don't have to drive fast or ride your bike fast or walk fast or whatever, but just pick a direction you've never been before that you know you can just go straight in and go straight down it for like 30 to 40 minutes. And then when you reach a town, just pull off into the town and just explore the town. And then just drive back home. When you do that, I don't know if you'll have the same sensation that I did, but you sort of realize that land is like almost this endless expanse. Like, you could never, like, you could literally never drive through all of the roads. You couldn't do it, even if you wanted to. And that's not a bad thing, but it's something that is sort of surreal when you're just driving and driving and dri and it just never ends. The world just never ends. You just keep going. And you see beautiful things and you see wonderful things and some of the stuff is similar and some of the stuff may look the same. But it's all different, and you can just keep going straight forever. It's almost hypnotizing and comforting all at the same time. I did this a couple of days ago and found a beautiful little town. 
wonderful, beautiful there. But do that this week, especially because people are in quarantine and it's hard to get out. Do that, and you will enjoy it, I promise you. I am sure that you will enjoy that. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to another edition of My Mouth Does the Talking, the podcast where my mouth does the talking. This is the Combat Addict, and if you want to follow me on my social media, I've got Twitter and Instagram. The handle is the Combat Addict, no spaces. If you want to follow me on Twitch, my handle is the underscore combat underscore addict. Sometimes I game and sometimes I stream. I often post my videos on Twitter and Instagram. And so if you want to see all that, give me a follow. Or not. If you have something that you want me to talk about, or if you want me to elaborate on something that I've talked about in this video right here, or other videos from the past, you can just throw it into the comment section. And I'll read it, because I read the comments. And I will maybe talk about it. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about it. Anyways, um, we're going to have another... MMA show probably on Monday, definitely another one on Wednesday. And for the regular podcast, I will see you guys again seven days from today. So until then, enjoy your life. Go out and get yourself a nice burger, some fries, put some gravy on the side. Drink that shit with the Gatorade. And slay life, my friends. Slay life.